Welcome to the Way of Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony, and I hope that you're all having a great and wonderful week, and you're able to uh, keep focus on what is going on. God bless you all out there, and hopefully you are all getting through it, because we need to stay focused. Right now, it is it is a crazy time, because, well, it's always been a crazy time, but this time it's crazy because we have McCarthy trying to uh, sell out the country even faster than what everything <laughs> than what the Democrats were doing. He agreed to a debt deal that from what I can tell is very um, exciting for the Democrats because right now the Democrats are not really putting up a fight against this. And from what I've been able to see from the Dagger Cuts is that they're pretty okay with it. You had negotiating power, McCarthy, and in fact, going um, going through and been able to negotiate on the behalf of having that as a, hey, this debt deal is going. We're going to default unless you do the unless you take the deal what I of what I want or more of what I want did not even happen. I mean. McCarthy, remember, coming out, if I'm speaker, these 87,000 IRS agents will no longer happen. We have the power of the purse. Obviously, he must have forgot that or was too stupid to even understand that. And while, um, while you going back on one of your promises, at least get that. Like, why didn't you at least get, I need this. I said I was going to do it. I can't go back on my word for this. We're not going to add to the debt. Here we are now adding to the debt. Remember, this is a debt ceiling agreement that is unlimited until 2025 after the election. So that means that whatever comes on top of here, it just is added to it. There's no checks and balances for the next 18 months. And that, I think, is a major issue. Congress is so stupid, uh, McCarthy in particular, that he doesn't understand the power of the purse. And this is something that we do have to kind of clean up. Now, um, one thing I was talking to some people, uh, I'm trying to get a feel because in the place I'm running, we all think that this is a horrible deal and anybody that wants to vote for it should be um, removed from office. I mean, they're, they're, this is just horrible. Um uh, I've been asking around for some people that don't run in the same circles as I run in all the time. Um, and to see there, this is this is one reason why I just, I haven't been able to pull the trigger to join like a Republican party. Like, I can't, uh, it's hard for me to get over. Everyone's like, well, go change it. It's so corrupted, it seems like at the, these party levels that you have these people that you'd be part of or these representatives in your local uh you know, county level GOP, and they're just going off and passing all these bills at the federal level, just spending like drunken sailors. So how are you going to make a difference in a party that seems like it's incapable of even backing on its word or negotiating at a level that, you know, my kids could have negotiated a better deal. Now, everyone's going to now I, I have heard a couple things that, you know, it's a terrible deal let's default which i am more in that camp we've defaulted before before anyone gets their panties in a bundle we have defaulted before but 
you know, at some point you have to pay the piper and you have to get this cleaned up and a default would have maybe put a lot more pressure on that. Now the Democrats, um, a lot of this other argument I've now heard from some other people is that a Democratic Senate and a Democratic president, there weren't many items to win without Democrats defaulting back to their all-or-nothing approach. Well, you could have did an all-or-nothing approach, too, and did the first one and just let it defaulted. Instead, you decided to continue spending and, and have no really caps. I mean, they're saying they're limiting. This eliminating inflation with no debt ceiling allows you a lot of leeway to get around it. I mean, that's just McCarthy um, not being smart enough. And McCarthy, here, here's one pro tip for you. You don't have to um, push this a lot if it's good. Um, this is one thing that I don't think that he understands, right? He is on Twitter trying to go through and say, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Just over and over again. Uh, dude, if it was a good thing, you don't have to tell us. We'd all say it was a good thing. But because you have such negative feedback and everyone doesn't like it, now you think that you have to go through and tell everybody, oh, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, that is a huge um, thing. And um, one other thing with this is, Yesterday, uh, we're just going with McCarthy. Might as well, you know, throw him underneath the bus and where he belongs. Um, back over him a few times and then keep driving. Uh, <laughs> it's a figurative speech. Uh, he goes and we're going to release the January 6th. Mar Marjorie Terry Green came out with the January 6th stuff to three more reporters. Uh, he said he was going to release the January 6th footage. Releasing it to just reporters is not releasing the footage. You release all the hours of footage so everyone can see it instead of just, you know, a person here and there. I don't get what it is, but Marjorie Terry Green is, you know, uh, Kevin uh, McCabe's biggest fan right now. And um, again, then the FBI snubbed. Uh, McCarthy from what they were supposed to do and deliver of course I mean why would you want to FBI is in stronger position than McCarthy is McCavey can't even get off his own butt to negotiate a good deal and when anyone running the FBI or any any other department is going to be like yeah I don't have to listen to you you're a weak person you're not you don't have the ability to look at what you are actually have the authority to do and actually do it because you don't know how. And I, I think that's the bigger thing here with McCavey and how he is. And, um, yeah, I mean, Marjorie Terry Green is saying, once we pass the debt ceiling, these are just a few of the things the House Republicans will be able to do in appropriations to take down the deep state. Punish Dr. Fauci, Peter Strokes, James Comey, and John Brennan. Uh, Marjorie Terry Green you had that before the debt ceiling as well. You never did it. Terminate all government-funded COVID vaccine programs. Disband the 87,000 IRS Army. You just had a deal that you could have disbanded that IRS Army, and you failed. Your negotiating person was so stupid, he couldn't do it. 
excuse me for saying something we don't believe you we think you're a liar now and you're and you're not going to be in the good graces of i think anybody now we'll get to trump on in a minute here on all this stuff as well um what she also says take down biden's domestic terror units for in the fbi doj and homeland security that targets conservatives um punish everyone that mentions the durham report um by, for pushing the Trump Russia hooks, cut funding of all new Green Deal projects. You had the budget of the debt ceiling and you failed to do it. Allow me to continue now. Defund sanctuary cities. You had the <laughs> a negotiation to do this and you failed. Canceling all funding for the FBI new headquarters in uh, Virginia. You had. A negotiation on a debt ceiling increase and you failed. Defund the ATF programs that violate the Second Amendment. Uh, first off, the Second Amendment says shall not be infringed. So everything about gun regulation and arms is a violation of the Second Amendment. But again, you had the ability to do that with a negotiation of the debt ceiling. Hold FISA courts accountable for spying on over 20 or 278,000 Americans. Marjorie Terry Green, you are a failure at all of those. Your party in the federal government has failed on all of those. You are failures at it. The reason why I'm saying this is that you had that ability during that deal. Again, I've said that my kids could have negotiated a better deal, and some of them are still learning how to talk. There's a few, <laughs> there's a couple of them still learning how to talk. They both could have did better. I mean, this is just, uh, <laughs> just the um, cream of the crop of just stupidity. They are trying to push that this is a good thing so hard. One thing I don't like, and I think this is another problem with the Republican parties at a local level, local parties are not pushing this. They are quiet about this. Why Why are they so quiet? I think there's an exchange of money and everything else. You know, parties don't want to upset the, the hand that feeds them, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I there's people I, I am... I like in these parties. I think that they are, you know, good friends and everything else, but I need to see a better fortitude out of these local parties and getting them there because right now we have politicians elected that are ungodly. And you expect me to jump into a party now that is so ungodly, will not follow through on what they say, will not um put the morals into where they should be it is very disgusting and once we get this kind of cleaned up i i and i do think the good news is is that we will clean this up will the republican and democrat parties be around for that that's a whole nother question i um i don't know if they will be Things can run their course. Uh, you've heard me here before say NATO needs to go, UN needs to go. We don't need to be parts of those who, a whole bunch of stuff. They, they've run their course. They're no longer needed. 
I mean, those were developed in a much different time uh, frame, and we don't need them anymore. I mean, the Ukraine spending is crazy, right? Right after this whole debt deal agreement, guess what Biden's already doing? Another $300 billion. Million? I don't know. Maybe it's million. $300 million to Ukraine. Yeah, $300 million to Ukraine. So we have more money going to Ukraine. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, this is it. Um, this is um, very, very just an outstanding, colossal fail from the House Republicans. They gave a standing ovation to Mc McCavey last night for it. Uh, Democrats are even saying that they're going to vote for this uh, in the House, which means it doesn't necessarily mean you need Republicans. I think it is time to push the motion to vacate. I said that I would have given McCarthy, you know, a week and then I would have filed the motion to vacate if he didn't jump, dump the January 6th videos. Like he said, we are now five months into the year going to be six here soon. And he still hasn't got those out to everyone. He's just, Certain people can view them. That's it. This is not um, the freedom that is supposed to be. Remember that the House of Representatives is the people's house, right? The representing of the people. The Senate is supposed to be the state side things, but we screwed that up with um, with amendments to our Constitution. So the the people's house, and you're not giving the stuff to the people, right? That's not their building. That is the people's building. People need to really read the Constitution, really understand, read the Federalist, Anti-Federalist papers, and start to understand how our government is constructed. It's not a democracy. It is a republic. It's a representative republic. We operate like a democracy. Democracy is mob rule. Democracy is what you get when you want to um, sweep in socialism, communism, right? I've always said democracy is the gateway drug to communism, to socialism. So that's what it is there. But this is, um, you know, one other thing is, is that we didn't stop the whole paying off student loans, the federal government. Now, you'll hear me and my friends uh, that have some of that said, well, you know, the they're federally guaranteed and you're forced to pay them back. You can't go bankrupt on them. Okay, I will agree with you there. You should be able to go bankrupt on your student loans. That would have better lending practices later on. However, I have paid off most of my student loans. I'm still paying off a private loan. And hopefully that will be done here in the next few years. But uh, that is something I took responsibility for and I'm willing to pay back. Now, if it was a bankruptable loan, I can see that. It's people that have student loans. Take them out. You should just be able to file bankruptcy like everybody else and not have the government paid off because then that is more of what I have to pay for. The more money you pay in taxes, the more you don't like paying taxes. <laughs> I find that uh, to be very, very true. So... Uh, get on Trump. Now, remember, Trump said to have McCarthy as a speaker. I disagreed at the time. 
if you go back there, I said that there's other options, but I, I said that we should keep him out. And some people were telling me, well, it's his turn. I don't care whose damn turn it is. We're not in a uh, preschool line, kindergarten, trying to go up and down the slide. This is actually a elected position, and you're supposed to be doing what is best for the people. Obviously, I was right um, on that take as well. Um, but some people think that you need to make sure that you have turns and things. And I guess it's just still preschool, and politicians are probably about as smart as them as well. Um, if you are a good politician, please reach out. I'd like to, I'd like to talk to you about different ways that you are planning on helping us change this back into a better state of affairs rather than go down. Now, one thing I do think that you're going to probably come with, um, and if you're not prepared for it is putting the church back into government. Where are you going to put God back into where it's supposed to be in government? If you're not prepared to do that, you're not prepared to actually change something either, right? Those morals of that need to get back into this country need to happen at every level of it. Now, there's more people moving away from public schools, going to homeschooling, private schools, and everything else. So you can instantiate those principles in there. But as we need to have a separation of state from church, we need to have the church in the state. And so if we're not going to actually start committing that for these elected officials to put that in, you're not going to get there. We actually have officials still today that want to murder people. They want abortion. They are still willing to murder. And you can't tell me that they are moral people. I go through and, you know, I, I keep saying that there is morality. and it, There's a morality issue. There's only certain people that can be moral. Other people have to be told what is right and what is wrong. And that's just the way it is. There's less and less and fewer and fewer people that actually have morals and more and more people that have to be told of what can and can't not be done. And you go through this and you see it more and more, right? Thou shall not kill, right? We have the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. And the Ten Commandments are, you know, there so that the Jewish people at the time, right, knew what was allowed and what wasn't allowed, Um from God. And these Ten Commandments are still violated today. I mean, we can't even file a Ten Commandments in our own country. Thou shall not kill. We go through and we start killing off babies right away. That I, You can't make this stuff up of how immoral uh, society is. And I'm not saying this is the first time this has ever happened. We've seen uh, societies like this before where they have such immoral justice or such immorals that they cause a huge problem over and over again, which, you know, that is kind of the problem. And when you get back to it, right, Trump, um, getting back to where I put Trump in here, Trump was going through and he said McCarthy is there. He's had a lot of bad um, of, of people that he's kind of said, yeah, let's go and back this person for it. Um, like Speaker of the House, and obviously, I don't know what he was thinking there, because this was a horrible pick, but he's even came out and said that this was a horrible deal, you could have had a better deal, um, and I don't, so my question is, if I could ever talk to Trump, is why would you pick somebody that has such 
ineptitude of deal-making. And since McCarthy has such ineptitude of deal-making, why didn't he make a, or bring somebody in that could make a better deal? He didn't have to be the one making the deal. You could add something else that uh, um, somebody else come in and make that deal. I mean, it's a really, really great question um, to, to see. Now, you know, I, I would have some other questions for Trump, like why are you still pushing the Operation Warp Speed with the vaccine issues out there? Are you not seeing these vaccine issues? You know, I, I know Trump, just the way he kind of looks at things, he does go towards TV, right? He was in TV, so he goes, goes towards those a lot more than he does... Um, you know, other people, uh, or independent media as much, but when you have that, you kind of have to, um, uh, you know, clean it up, and uh, maybe in 2024, he's going to pick better people, but that's something we got to keep in mind as well here. The 2024 is going through and warming up. We have DeSantis now. Now, DeSantis is there. We have uh, the big balloon, Chris Christie, I mean, uh, coming through. And he wants to get into the races as well. And then we also have uh, Mike Pence. I hear is rumored June 7th to start entering the race. So there's going to be a lot of people in here. Now, I don't know. I think DeSantis is too robotic after watching him and the disaster we talked about last week. His team is really pushing it. They got a lot of money behind them, so that's something there. I do think, looking at it, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are on this vaccine thing. Now, we can deal with the vaccine issue, and we should. However, if that's what we're going to focus on, uh, I think we're going to be missing something as well. We have to get the baseline of this country back on track. Is that the vaccine issue? I don't think so. Is that a still a major issue that needs to be dealt with? Exactly. We need to get this cleaned up. Now, um, one thing that we could try to do in all of this is make sure that um, we get this economy back at a stable point, right? If people aren't fending from their lives to try to make ends meet, you can start bringing into the other issues. So that what you're going to have here in this election cycle is you're going to have economy and a debt issue that's going to be talked about, right? People are, you know, dipping into their savings and having a lot to spend out of there. So that's a problem. So that needs to be get back on track. You're going to need lower energy costs, lower inputs, or you know, inputs that way, so you can drive down the price of products. So people can actually make ends meet today and not have this inflationary uh, cycle that seems to really not be going away. And um, the other side of it is that you're going to also have a problem with spending and the government, government spending and the government debt. Because interest rates are high, that's going to be a bigger focus unless you drop interest rates back down to zero here. Um, so what you pay in the debt is a lot lower. 
but the reason why you're going to have a big problem here is now McCarthy because what McCarthy did for everyone that votes for McCarthy's bill McCarthy made it so if you want to rein in spending it's going to be really hard for you to say I want to rein in spending now when the Republicans just voted for something that doesn't rein in spending I get it McCarthy has been on his high horse today uh, what was it? Uh, a McCarthy speaker. Okay. McCarthy's been on his high horse today saying we are Re Republicans uh, are reigning, or reigning in the spending of the stopping Democrats rest with spending. That's what he said. So it's the largest spending cut in American history. Understand this. He said spending cut. It mean, doesn't mean that we're reducing our debt. It means we're st trying to stem some of the spending. Um, this is not, and they're calling it the Fiscal Responsibility Act with no debt ceiling. How dumb are these people? Um, he's got he's to have a hamster in there that doesn't really know how to run on his wheel very well. But... Uh, McCavey here uh, is yeah it reduces the deficit by 2.1 trillion uh, that's BS it will not reduce it because remember reducing it would mean that the debt would go down you're not doing that so there is um, a, lot, a lot there but so all these Republicans that want to now come out and say this fiscal responsibility act reduces the deficit uh, by spending cuts a record 2.13 trillion to put an end to Washington's out of control spending, having an unlimited debt ceiling until 2025 is not doing the out of not putting a stop to out of control spending. This is by Congresswoman Laura Lee, obviously somebody that does not have. The capacity to understand what that means. <laughs> she goes, this bill does not result in new taxes. does not touch Social Security, Medicaid, or veteran benefits. No, it doesn't touch anything. It just keeps on the path that we are on, keeps on spending, and keeps on making sure that we are going to kick the can down the road for our children or for us in our older age and make sure that you trying to get off the hook kevin mccarthy is trying to push us as a good thing as a historical spending cuts understand this you are adding to the tet three and a half to four and a half trillion dollars at least that is what projected numbers are going to be by the time you have another debt ceiling negotiation. Remember, if you are going to meet the debt ceiling, you are not trimming the cussful, wasteful spending of Washington at all. Like McCarthy does say, he did not stand up for what he, what he actually um, said he was going to. I can't really say that he stands up for what he believes in because we all know um, he, gave up the, he gave up the farm to keep the cow. That's what he gave up. And the cow didn't want to be there to begin with. <laughs> the cow wanted to go away from him. Um, so, yeah, this is, um, this is just, uh, 
something that Democrat. I, I think the Democrats are going to have an easy time with in the next election. There's going to be a lot of uphill battle. The Republicans now cannot claim to be the party of reason, to be the party of fiscal responsibility, because they still have a de- unlimited debt ceiling. Rem- Let's say something were to happen, they just racist, and the debt ceiling just goes out of control through war spending, whatever else. Biden came out and said, uh, or somebody in the administration, that this debt ceiling will not hamper the fact to pay towards Ukraine. And this goes up there. Well, I didn't even get to Lindsey Graham's stupidity of saying it's the best money I ever spent to dead Russians. I mean, that's just I, I, somebody that just likes to kill people. Talk about there's a reason why uh, they like abortion. So, um, yeah, this is uh, this is just crazy what has been going on, and hopefully we will get God back into there. I know I didn't spend much on. Uh, trying to relate this to the Bible and getting it back to where the basics here. Um, but I, uh, you got today my little rant. Um, I think I needed to get a little rant out because this is absolutely astounding how stupid of a deal this is. God come in and help us, come in and guide us to make sure that we can get these people out of their elected offices and put in godly people to make sure that we can restore this country back to you, O Lord. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. And with that, I want to say I am praying for all of you out there. I am so thankful for you guys listening and supporting this podcast. And I thank you so much for listening. And please reach out if you have any questions, comments, or information or something you'd like me to talk about at the waferdomflies at proton.me. And until next time, God bless.